Fences are once again going up around the U.S. Capitol. And this time, it's because of COVID-19. Sort of. Much like we saw in the aftermath of the January 6th riot, tall metal fences now circle the seat of democracy. This is all in preparation for a trucker convoy where groups of truckers from around the country are driving towards D.C. planning to protest COVID-19 restrictions. All of this on the week of the State of the Union. WTOP reporter Dick Giuliano has been covering this story, and he spoke to D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton about a security briefing she received from Capitol Police. Dick, to start, can you tell us who these truckers really are and explain why they're coming to D.C.? Well, this is sort of a ragtag group of truckers across the country, apparently, and there have been numerous convoys. The numbers vary depending on what you believe on social media and what you hear, but we knew of at least four convoys, one of which was from California that is actually underway and heading toward the Washington area. And this convoy from California, its numbers have not been significant, and it is not threatened to come into the city, but rather stay outside the Beltway. There were convoys from other states, Pennsylvania at one point. Some people came in last week, and another convoy was planned, but then that seemed to fizzle out. And also Georgia. They may be coming. They're not coming. So police are not really sure what to expect. But people who've been briefed by the police say that the intelligence indicates it might be something fizzling. However, Mm. Capitol Police and Secret Service are not taking any chances. Be assured of that, especially what happened on January 6th, 2020. Why are these convoys coming here? What are they protesting and why are they convoying here? Well, these convoys were inspired by the Canadian protest in which truckers immobilized uh, the capital city of Ottawa for, what, up to three weeks. So the theme behind the siege of Ottawa by these truckers were COVID-19 restrictions, masks, lockdowns, Mm. um, uh, mandatory vaccinations. Um, So largely, these trucker convoys uh, have been inspired by that message. The problem, Luke, is Mm. that the the chatter indicates that this is, you know, it's not much of a unifying message anymore in the United States with the masks coming off Mm. and, uh, you know, lockdowns being part of history now. Right. And so this week, you know, the State of the Union will happen on Tuesday. Does that have any relation to why this convoy is coming now and why we're seeing such a stiff reaction on the part of law enforcement? Well, the convoys have indicated that some have indicated they would be here in time for the State of the Union on Tuesday. However, the law enforcement have said that the chatter indicates they've seen nothing to support social media contentions, that they would block the State of the Union speech, for example. Let's remember this past week, uh, the media reacted very dutifully and very quickly to this uh, threat for a convoy from Pennsylvania, which turned out to be one guy in an 18-wheeler and a couple of his buddies in a pickup truck. So, you know, things get blown out of proportion to a certain extent, but I hasten to add the second part of your question— the State of the Union, following January 6th, no one is going to take a threat lightly to the Capitol or, or to any part of Washington. So here again, this is why the temporary fencing is going uh, back up 
around the Capitol building. It will not be the extended perimeter fencing that we had for multiple months. However, the uh, police chief of the U.S. Capitol Police, Tom Manger, working with U.S. Secret Service, it's a joint security operation Mm -hmm. because it's a presidential appearance in the Capitol. Uh, They're going to take any means, measures they need to, uh, to ensure what the chief manger said was business as usual at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their their goal is to get the uh, members, the staff, and the guests in and out without any problems. So it remains to be seen how many truckers show up, uh, but police uh, certainly are going to be prepared, especially with the deployment of 700 National Guard troops who are going to be on uh, traffic control duty. Right, right. And, you know, we remember those fences that came in the aftermath of January 6th, but those came after the attack, you know, not before. So I, I wonder if there really is just this push to make sure that the preparations are made before anything happens rather than after. Well, you know, you could go on endlessly about this, but, you know, unfortunately, I think in in many respects, uh, government, uh, law enforcement, security, they do the very best they can to provide security. Sometimes there are mistakes and sometimes they close the barn doors after the horse is out. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've seen this with other agencies I've covered over the years. For example, uh, with NASA, Mm. when, um, you know, they would push things so far, for example, in the space shuttle program, when they knew that cold weather could affect the joint, which might leak and cause Mm. a failure of the joint and a rocket to explode. But they didn't really redesign the joint until after uh, the, the accident. So, I mean, you know, I think part of that is human nature. You learn as you go along. Chief Manger has a lot of experience, as you know, in the in the Washington area, former Montgomery County police chief, so admired, by the way, uh, in the region, also Fairfax County uh, police officer, so admired, they named the public safety building after him wow. uh, in Montgomery County. So, you know, it's in his hands and the Secret Service. And, uh, you know, they're not just not going to take any chances. They're trying to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And have the State of the Union, the business of Congress, proceed despite the First Amendment rights of individuals to come to Washington and protest. It's just that nobody wants another riot. Yeah. And we've also been hearing from D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton on this issue. She was very outspoken about fencing around the Capitol and just speaking up for D.C. residents who live around the Capitol. And this is where they live. And this is what is she saying uh, with all this? D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton had a briefing from Chief Manger, and one of the things that she was pleased about is that you may recall during the uh, January 6th riot and in the subsequent weeks and months in which fencing was up and police tried to, you know, anticipate further threats, the neighborhoods really were taking this on a very uh, personal level. You know, these are their lives. This is where they walk their dogs. This is... Mm you know, where they parked their cars. And they were out of the loop as to what was going on, certainly on January 6th, but also in the subsequent days. When would the fence come down? Where could they walk? Could they not take this street again? And uh, Manger has promised more communications with the neighborhood. And uh, D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton was very pleased to learn that. Uh, As someone who lives in Capitol Hill, I was pleased to hear them say that they're keeping Capitol Hill residents informed. And was she able to tell you anything more about how serious this trucker convoy is really going to be? Basically, her sense was that 
police were listening very carefully to the chatter, but there was nothing in the intelligence that would substantiate uh, large convoys. These groups do not appear to have a united message the way they had in Canada. That, of course, is both good and bad. It's good because there are different motivations which may keep them from coming. It's bad if there are all kinds of people who come with different motivations. But again, a lot of that is chatter. However, again, in this whole era of being as cautious as can be, Major said they weren't sure between last Wednesday when she was briefed and in the six days leading up, you know, and Tuesday being State of the Union, in those six days, he wasn't really sure whether something might catch on. Mm. We, we talked earlier about, about these convoys not having a unifying message. Well, that's a sword that cuts two ways. Mm. Without a unifying message, well, then there, you're not going to get a whole bunch of people latched onto one particular thing to come to Washington to uh, express their First Amendment rights or to protest. But on the other hand, uh, multiple messages uh, were coming, according to the chatter. I mean, even this guy who drove from Pennsylvania last week, one of his demands was to stop critical race theory teaching in the schools. Mm. I mean, that was one, one of the things that, that he expressed. Our protest is about our rights being violated by the Biden administration and the states. Uh, mandates taking our right away to tell our children how we want to raise them instead of the school boards. So the, the other edge of the sword with these multiple messages and no unifying messages, you don't know how many might latch on to some of these things. And right. with social media, uh, how quickly uh, something might evolve when suddenly they are besieged by a lot of trucks. So I think really, Luke, while they really don't know how many people are going to show up, uh, they don't expect there will be a lot, but there could be uh, if things mushroom. Mm. And so if you're a D.C. resident in the area or just, you know, within the Beltway or even just outside the Beltway and you could really be affected by this, what do you recommend they keep their eye on? What are you keeping your eye on in the days to come with all this uncertainty? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I look at WTOP is the place <laughs> to go. I mean, I, I don't mean to do a commercial here. Right. But listen, I've lived in Washington as a resident for a long, long time. And it's it's sort of like, you know, you could almost compare it to international events. Uh, you go to CNN, which is another place I worked for 11 right. years. And I think that in the outbreak of hostility this on the fourth day of this uh, attack from Russia into Ukraine, we could see that CNN is indeed a good source of information, and they, they do this international breaking news very well. Mm. Well, when you're in Washington, you want to be on WTOP uh, because we're plugged into the events that are going on around here, where the street closings right. will yeah. be, for example. You know, there are numerous street closings on Capitol Hill uh, for State of the Union, and uh, the traffic team is on top of all of that. Uh, you know, listen, I remember many, many years ago when I was a young guy and uh, uh, really going back here, we're going back into history for a moment, Luke. Let's do it. I told you don't get me going. But, you know, when Iranian students seize the United States embassy in Tehran with mm. numerous American hostages, 
believe it was 1979. You know, this is an event that played out on the other side of the world, but I could tell you it hit Washington with an enormous impact mm. where uh, streets were paralyzed, especially along uh, Massachusetts Avenue where the embassy, the Iranian embassy mm. was being closed. It was a crisis atmosphere. 9-11 is another example mm. uh, when once again the city is besieged and there are missile batteries at, at various locations and units at intersections, well, which way do you go? You know, here again, if you're plugged into WTOP, that's really the best bet mm. to get you around town and need I mention severe weather, which also changes pretty quickly. I mean, right. it's, I don't mean to do the, the commercial, but that's what I would recommend to people. Yeah. Am I right? You're right. You're 100% right. Everything you're saying, I'm not. <laughs> well, Dick, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. On Friday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released new masking recommendations that's based mainly on hospitalization rates rather than case rates. As it stands, the new color-coded guidance from the CDC says that 70% of the country does not need to wear a mask. This marks a significant shift towards normalcy. All areas in the D.C. region are in the green or low zone, where masks aren't deemed necessary. And on Sunday, D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton released a statement saying she understands why the fences are around the U.S. Capitol now, but she wants them taken down as soon as possible. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join me next Monday as the world recovers. Hey, it's Luke here again. If you've liked this show, is it normally a podcast? I've got some exciting news for you. I'll be starting a new daily podcast with WTOP's investigative reporter, Megan Cloherty. It's called the DMV Download. We'll be launching it this spring, and we'll be doing what we've done in this show. But instead of just focusing on the pandemic, we'll zoom out on all the stories that WTOP covers. So every afternoon, we'll drop an episode where we dive deep into the top story of the day. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's at DMV Download.